Welcome, everybody, at another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. Oh, if y'all enjoying your day, awesome. If not, whatever. You know things are getting a little weird when I start shooting these impromptu episodes like I did with the Jeff Hardy thing from last week. I want to avoid the whole Vince McMahon scandal because this is something that I cannot believe they're really going back to and it's got me conflicted with my message of what I freaking said about Roman Reigns being WWE Universal Champion but we found out within the last week, week and a half that after Roman Reigns retained the WWE Universal Championship Undisputed Championship, whatever they call it against Mad Riddle, the hippie boy, they decided hey SummerSlam, we're gonna have Brock Roman in a last man standing match the only positive thing I'll say about that is it's something different between these two. But for me, I am completely numb to the idea of another Brock-Roman match. It's I know these two haven't faced off against each other a lot compared to like Chavo Ray or Cena Orton in WWE history. But it's gotten to the point, at least to me, where it's been happening so frequently that I just don't care. Like, over here on my computer, I've got a list of every match these two have had against each other on television. And excluding, excluding the Royal Rumble matches, because that makes up like three matches there. These two have had matches against each other, whether it be one-on-one or multi-man matches. Like I said, not including the Royal Rumble matches. Eight times so far since WrestleMania 31. And it's like some of these matches were a bit more intriguing than others. In fact, let's go through these matches quick a moment before we get to this. WrestleMania 31, match exceeded expectations, even though it was the start of the whole Suplex City meme, even though Brock was doing that at SummerSlam by destroying Cena, but he said the whole phrase, Suplex City, bitch, that's when that whole phrase took off. And Seth cashed in, greatest money in the bank contract, cashed in ever, the heist of the century, Michael! And Seth ran out with the championship. Fast forward a bit to Fastlane 2016, Roman wins a triple threat against Brock and Dean Ambrose to get the title shot against Triple H at WrestleMania 32. You go to SummerSlam 2017. Brock retains the Universal Championship in a fatal four-way against Braun, Roman, and Samoa Joe. Then you get to the territory that we're starting to creep into. WrestleMania 34, the match nobody wanted to see, Brock retained the championship against Roman. If it were me, I at least with the build, I would have at least added one thing for intrigue, and that's reminding the fans that these two were the only two to ever defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. To ever be like, hey, these two are the biggest stars, so at least some kind of added note in there. To be like, hey, fans, remember, these two accomplished something that no other men were able to do outside these two. But people just did not care, and the match was a letdown. A few weeks later, Greatest Royal Rumble, they botched the finish where Brock retained the title against Roman Reigns in the Steel Cage match, where Roman speared Brock through the cage wall, floor, or wall there. But technically, Roman's feet hit the floor first, and the whole rule is, whoever's feet hit the floor first wins, and Brock's feet never technically hit the floor, but Brock escaped the cage, and so they said, okay, Brock technically wins. So they screwed that whole thing up. Go to Crown Jewel in 2021, after Roman finally became champion, everything was on the heel run of a lifetime, he retained against Brock. Then you have the title unification match at WrestleMania, Roman wins, and he's the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Now, out of all these matches, 
Like I said, I like I thought the WrestleMania 31 match was great. Even before Seth Rollins cashed it in, I thought it was still a great match. I have no memory of the Triple Threat of Fastlane 2016. Fatal 4-Way, I kind of remember. I thought it was pretty damn good. The WrestleMania 34 match was a letdown. The only thing you remember is that Roman was bloody and there were way too many F5s. More F5s than I probably push on my freaking keyboard when a freaking browser won't fr properly refresh. Steel Cage match, never seen it outside the finish. SummerSlam 2018. Oh yeah, I almost forgot that. That was when the only thing you remember was the fact that Roman successfully won because Braun got involved. And that ended Brock's on and off friggin' schedule reign of terror that only lasted six minutes, but it was still a spam fest of Superman punches, spears, and freaking F5s. I think this was one of those main times where that started to become an overkill thing because these main event big world title matches you see, ever since at least this point that I can recall, have been nothing but spamming finishers and signatures. You want the exam big example? Look at both world title matches you saw on both nights of WrestleMania 36. Of Goldberg versus Braun and Drew versus Brock. Just spamming the same couple moves. How many spears, Superman punches, and F5s did we see at SummerSlam 2018 between Brock and Roman? I mean, at least you got that conquering thing. The match at Crown Jewel 2021, I never saw it. And still to this day, as somebody who has seen every WrestleMania, I have not gone back to watch their match in the unification match at WrestleMania 38. I saw the finish from the point where Roman was put in the camera lock, hit the ropes, freaking reversing the F5 and the spear, and that was it. That's all I saw of the match to this day. And, like, I know they tried to get intrigued there with this match, saying that, hey, winner take all, because at first it was just Brock, it was Brock challenging for the Universal Championship because all of a sudden he wins the Royal Rumble match. Then freaking Lashley gets injured, so Brock becomes WWE Champion. Who knows what the original plans might have been there if Lashley, a.k.a. Black Lesnar, did not get injured and lose the title to Brock Lesnar in the Elimination Chamber match without even getting involved. So they tried the unification match, and I think people just did not really care. Like I said, the concept itself is intriguing, that they're unifying both world titles, but it was just another case of another Brock-Roman match. So now you get to this. Another match between these two. This is... The sixth time these two are going one-on-one -on -one in the last four years. And they've already done... They've just recently had the WrestleMania Trilogy. The only other freaking one-on-one -on -one feud that ever had a WrestleMania Trilogy was Rock and Austin. Rock Cena did not have a trilogy. Yokozuna Bret Hart did not have a trilogy. Shawn Undertaker did not have a trilogy. Oh, wait. Now, I forgot because of another one that we almost forget about. Undertaker Triple H also technically had a trilogy, so this is the third time we had it outside of Rock Austin and Undertaker Triple H, so now Roman Brock has had it. But it's just like, this is a case where it's just like, as long as these two are doing this stuff to the point where they're not building up new stars and Brock's matches are just the same old shit that they've been since SummerSlam 2014, I don't think anybody's going to be intrigued by what they do in the match. How many times have you seen Brock since SummerSlam 2014 do some kind of move differently other than the F5, German suplexes, or a Kamara lock? It's just become a spam fest to the point where I don't care for the Brock match because you can predict how it's going to go. I mean, Roman, at least, like I said, with I think it was like, what, a month or two ago or however long it's been since 
I did the video about Roman's being the best Universal Champion of all time. At least with him, he's reinvented himself. He's got himself a character and probably got over as the guy compared to when he had his first match with Brock. We all remember the reactions Roman was getting when this all, the whole shit started. But it's just like, they have so many other people on the roster that you could have Roman have a big match with at SummerSlam. I get it. It's the third longest running annual pay-per-view of all time behind Survivor Series and WrestleMania. But there are plenty of guys you could have Roman have a match with at one of the big four pay-per-views. You don't need to just keep going back to Roman Brock, Roman Brock, Roman and Brock. Like, there are plenty of other guys you've got. Like, I get it. You already did Cena last year. But, I mean, you got other guys that you could have. Even if Roman's got to squash somebody, it at least will be something different rather than just seeing the same matches repeatedly. And like I said, the only difference you got here is, hey, it's last man standing instead of just a standard match. Because the only other one-on-one -on -one match stipulation gimmick match that you gave us was the steel cage match that you saw at the Greatest Royal Rumble back in 2018 after WrestleMania 34. But that was it. Otherwise, it's just one-on-one, one-on-one. -on -one. And like I said, with the Ro with Brock Lesnar, he just repeats the same moves to the point where nothing else he does is really going to get my attention saying, oh, shit, he did something different. Because he doesn't anymore. And it's been this way now for almost eight years. I get it. The Suplex City thing is a freaking big, has been a big marketing thing. But you look at him now, it's like he's not even marketing that anymore. He's not wearing the shirt saying Suplex City Unless he's doing it on TV and I'm not catching him. Otherwise, he's wearing the flannel shirt. He's got the man bun into a ponytail and the cowboy hat. I think now you can retire the Suplex City stuff now that you're not repeating any with the merchandise anymore. And just go back go back to being the brawling powerhouse that you were when you first started. Freaking power bombs and freaking regular suplex and tossing guys around the ring like, a, like they're freaking paperweight. Bring back that Brock Lesnar. You don't have to do the Shooting Star Press like we saw at WrestleMania 19. Please keep that away. Just for your own safety, Brock. Just be sir. But it's just like, how many times are they just going to keep giving us this? Like I said, they haven't had as many one-on-one -on -one matches as you saw with Randy Orton versus John Cena from 2005 to 2017. Or as many one-on-one -on -one matches between Ray and Chavo that we saw from like 2002 till, I don't know, whenever the last... Ray Chavo match was and I know people say oh but Ray Chavo was always amazing yeah but again like I said they've had it so many times to the point where you kind of get numb to it and this is the case here because you see how many times this happened in the last four years this will be their sixth one-on-one -on -one match since Wrestlemania 34 and the only match that they had one-on-one -on -one that people actually cared for even though they were kind of iffy about but actually delivered to the point where it ex exceeded all our expectations was Wrestlemania 31 Nobody cared about the WrestleMania 34 match. I don't think people really cared about the Steel Cage match. The only thing you care about was the fact they botched the finish. The SummerSlam match, they just did it to end the Reign of Terror for Brock and the whole thing with Braun Strowman in order to set up Hell in a Cell. And I mean, I know they were going to do the triple threat at Crown Jewel afterwards, but it's... It was just... Nobody cares about it now. Like, maybe people had some intrigue for Crown Jewel because they had the opposite roles and Brock's actually showing a like an entertaining side... But nobody cared about the WrestleMania match because we, it being a trilogy that nobody asked for. And now we're getting it at SummerSlam. We saw it at SummerSlam four years ago. So now this is going to be... Now I just realized it's going to be the second time we see these two one-on-one -on -one at a SummerSlam. Third time overall where we're going to see them with SummerSlam if you, when you include the Fatal 4-Way 2017. But I'm just so numb to the point where I don't want to see this. 
The match can happen. I'm not going to be boycott saying, oh, I'm not watching the show. But it's like, if I watch the match, I'm just not going to feel the need to get invested. Because like I said, we've seen this so many times now. It's just gone to the numbing point where it's just like, it happens. And I don't, I don't freaking want, look forward to it. I, I just don't freaking see why WWE is doing this again. I get it. You also got other guys that are injured. You got Cody Rhodes, who's got the pec injury. You got Randy Orton with the legit back injury that just recently has happened over the last few months. But like I said, you got plenty of other guys on the roster that haven't had their chance yet that you could have go against Roman. Even if it's like something that you got to build up, or even if it's going to be a squash match, you could. You got AJ Styles. You got Bobby Lashley. You could have him rip Ricochet in half. I mean, hell, you could just for intrigue, even if you don't put the Intercontinental Championship on the line, see what he can do with Walter. I mean, Walter's getting in shape. I mean, who wouldn't want to see freaking Roman getting chopped by a man, like, almost like a mammoth compared to him? I mean, that's something. Better than just a repeat formula. So, I mean, like, hopefully they're not going to continue this afterwards. Like, again, again, I get it. The plans are limited because of the injuries and the roster and everything. But it's like, you still got plenty of other people in place. You have other people you can build up to the main event level instead of just relying on the same few people. You have to have other guys get to the main event level because you can't rely on the same people over and over. What if Roman suddenly, like, freaking woke up or was training and all of a sudden had a broken neck and had to relinquish his titles? Who are you going to put in place then for the main event? You got nobody else because you don't build anybody else up to the main event level, WWE. Otherwise, your panic idea is like, oh, we got, we want to do this. Let's put a job guy, or sorry, enhancement talent, into the main event level, and then you get the whole General Mahal thing. Because they just rush plans because they are freaking out of plans anyway. So they got, like, no backup plans in case something happens. So it's just like, <sighs> I mean, I can't remember if this paper is going to be on a Saturday or Sunday, but it's like, I'm not looking forward to this. Like I said, like, the last man standing stipulation is at least something different for them going one-on-one. -on -one, but it's not exactly making me want to freaking grab a bucket of popcorn and eat it like I'm watching some kind of high-action movie that I'm paying big money to see. That I've, like, had a freaking circle on my calendar saying, can't wait for this day. Remember, get ready, get ready, get the popcorn ready, start munching away, start biting into my fingers because I'm in building with anticipation. I'm not getting that with this. So it's just, like, it's just nuts. Hopefully this become if when they have this match, hopefully this will be the last outing of these two one-on-one. -on because -one. like I said, as long as they just keep going back to the same thing, and as long as Brock's still doing the same kind of matches, I'm not going to be intrigued. So anyway, let me know you all thought in the comment section below. What do you think about Roman Brock happening at SummerSlam? Like I said, I'm not hyped. I am not hyped. I mean, maybe, like, it would be nice if they added somebody else. Or, well, then again, you can't do a triple threat last man standing match unless you do last man standing elimination where somebody's down for the tank count. Okay, then you got two guys left, but they've never done that. Maybe it would be interesting, but they won't do that. But let me know you guys in the comment section below. What do you think about Roman Brock again at SummerSlam? If you enjoyed today's episode, leave a like. Tell me what you thought below. And subscribe to the bell. Turn on if you're listening to us on YouTube. Or follow elsewhere if I ever get this episode and others up anytime soon yet. And uh, I'll catch you guys later. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.